Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's my name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a very special guest on the DriveHubler.com hotline. One of my favorite writers is Bobby Burak, who writes for OutKick. He covers a number of different things. It's not just politics, but it's pop culture, it's sports, it's a little bit of everything. Bobby joins us now on the DriveHubler.com hotline. And Bobby, you have been tweeting and writing about the silent majority fighting back Take me through uh, what you mean by that. Yeah, first of all, I appreciate you guys having me. Um, what's fascinating about this development, and into it as deep as you want, but everybody knows what happened with Bud Light and the consumer response. Last I knew, their market capitalization was down $21 billion. They lost their standing as the leading beer company for the first time in 22 years. Everybody knows what happens. So I had no interest in rehashing that. What I try to do is figure out what this means. What's the bigger picture? What's the long-term ramifications? And what I found interesting and revealing, what happened here is the message is that gender appropriation is the way of the future, that Dylan Mulvaney is this hero for being a man who now calls himself a woman or a girl, depending on the day. But we're seeing with the results, that's not the consensus. That's a myth. See, in all these cases, you go down the line from Bud Light, Target, to Disney losing $900 million on their last eight films, and the inverse, Jason Aldean and Sound of Freedom blowing up, being the top song and and one of the top films of the summer. So the conclusion here is is that there's a small percentage of the country that controls the message. They set the perception. They set the tone. They start trends. However, that's not indicative of society at large. In all these cases, we learned and saw that there's a larger group out there. They're not vocal on Twitter or X. They might not be famous on TikTok, but the numbers are on their side. So while they might never win the war of the words, the battle of perception, they don't need to because all throughout history, one thing has remained constant. The common man controls the country, and they don't do it through messaging. They do it through votes, transactions, consumer habits, and boycotts. And that's what's so telling and encouraging about all this is that the average Samo Joe in Alabama who's told he has no power, that's a lie. He has a lot of power because he can vote. He can buy whatever kind of beer he wants, go see any movie he wants. At the end of the day, the people below empower those above, meaning nobody can get to power or influence unless they have people below them supporting them. So everybody out there that feels like the ruling class controls them, they only control them because they've allowed them to control them. When you fight back and say, I'm not going to support this stuff, they have no defense because the numbers are not on their side. You get down into the weeds specifically with the movie you mentioned, Sound of Freedom, which was made by a somewhat conservative production company, Angel 
Productions, I think. I, I, I might be mispronouncing the name of the production company, but they, they make quality films. I mean, Sound of Freedom, still in the top 10 at the box office, beating out Mission Impossible and Indiana Jones uh, last weekend. It cost $14 million to make. It's made $170 million at the box office, but yet outlets like Rolling Stone and other progressive uh, platforms just bashed this movie as some sort of QAnon conspiracy. Sound of Freedom, of course, the movie about a child trafficking. I, I think when I think it says a lot when Rolling Stone or one of these other ultra progressive media platforms comes out and bashes a movie like that that people have flocked to the box office to see. I think that says a lot about <laughs> about the quality of the movie. Absolutely, in. What made me write this is in mid-July, we, we saw the reports that 70% of the country doesn't support males playing sports with females in the name of transgenderism. Most of the country, I believe 65%, opposes the trajectory of the transgender movement. And someone told me, they're like, Bobby, those numbers don't matter because the people are afraid to say it. Yeah, most of us disagree, but they're too afraid to say it because they might be called transphobic or lose their job or upset their teenage daughter. But I said, well, that doesn't really matter because there are a lot of people afraid to say it, but you don't win the battle of culture through messaging and perception. You win it through results. Yeah. And what is so brilliant about what they did to Bud Light, which is the common man, members of the working class, they didn't win. They didn't hurt Bud Light and damage Target and derail Disney through words. They did it silently and mostly anonymously with their habits. They stopped going to see Disney movies. They bought other brands of beer. They took their grocery list to other stores other than Target. You don't have to brand yourself as one side or the other because you do all this silently. So for the people that say, I want to make an impact, but my job does not allow me to speak up, you don't have to speak up. Your actions will speak far louder than words because, trust me, Disney, Bud Light, Target, they're panicking right now. We're seeing leaks every week of these executive meetings trying to figure out how do we gain back the popularity and success you once had? I hate to use cliches because I criticize people, but the phrase that action speaks louder than worse is so indicative of the trajectory of culture right now in America. Bobby Burak is our guest. He's a writer for OutKick. A great follow on Twitter as well. Uh, keeping it in the um, censorship, silent majority kind of category here, I'm real curious, Bobby, to see what Sage Steele says now, because yeah. she was an employee at ESPN. Uh, we know Sage, IU product, just one of the nicest people you will ever meet. Comes back to Indy quite a bit. Uh, she is now free from the reins of ESPN. They treated her like crap when she was there because she spoke out against the vaccines. She questioned a lot of the things that were being pushed out by ESPN. But at the same time, the same network let other lunatics just say what they want, uh, kept Jalen Rose employed for a long time, and he was wrong about half the crap that he was spewing. I'm just curious, what do you think we're going to see now from Sage Steele and people like Sage who have the green light to speak freely. Are they going to have the platforms to do so? 
Well, so I take that question in two steps because it's really well said. So first of all, you mentioned how her colleagues were able to really make a mockery of the so-called ban on talking politics that they suspended her for. I mean, just to recap your listeners, ESPN suspended Sage Steele for answering a question about Obama and the vaccine. Meanwhile, Mark Jones is sharing tweets calling Abraham Lincoln, Barack Obama, and Queen Elizabeth vile racist. You have L. Duncan on TV encouraging, encouraging fathers to speak out so their daughters can have abortion on demand in all 50 states. I mean, the list goes on and on. You have Matt Kellerman calling Trump voters stupid and uninformed. So the hypocrisy lies deep within ESPN and mass media. But to answer question number two, where does she go next? Look, um, Sage Steele, to her credit, doesn't need a big media company, right? With X and Twitter now, you can do it on your own. She can start a podcast or do a Twitter show like Tucker Carlson, which is reaching millions of people. Um, You have Megyn Kelly, who's doing a show on YouTube, making a lot of money and having as much influence, I believe, in the day-to-day conversation as anyone. Um, She does not have to go work for a media company. People care about what Sage has to say, particularly now because she took on the machine. She took on Disney. So I would encourage Sage not to sign with anybody. If I were her, I would start a podcast, put it on YouTube, put it on X, because people are going to write about what she says. They're going to listen to what she says. And advertisers are going to pay to advertise with her. I think Sage Steele is in a great spot. Do you still feel good about YouTube, though, Bobby? Because I know we spend a lot of time talking about Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Those are the main players. People often forget what a powerful player YouTube is. They're still in the business of pulling some stuff down from time to time. Yeah, I'm actually in the process of writing about that because we focus on Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg. What about the anonymous faces behind YouTube who deplatform, censor, and just derail businesses? But the reason I bring up YouTube is because as of today, it's still easier to make money on YouTube than any other social media platform. Can you bank on it if you have views like me? Absolutely not. But you might as well try because it's so much easier to monetize on YouTube. But you're absolutely right. I believe YouTube just censored the Daily Wire again. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I'll say it anyway. Um, we just got a letter at OutKick that if you dead name somebody um, say something YouTube doesn't like about the vaccine, they'll kick you off with no, with no warning. Um, and for those that don't know, obviously dead naming is calling a transgender person by their real name. If you do that, you're banned. You can't monetize your business. Like you can't say Bruce Jenner, right? Because Bruce no, Jenner no. ultimately became <laughs> oh, Caitlyn. Boy. You can't say Bruce no, Jenner anymore. Throw you right off the platform. You're, you're, you're done. You're done. You're, you're constantly, if you call Leah Thomas, Will Thomas, like I do, you're done. You're abs- You're removed. No second chances. You're out forever. Any money you make, that's it. You're done. So I agree with you. I'm very concerned about the future of YouTube. Um, and, and honestly, YouTube's more powerful when it comes to media than those other services. People don't realize YouTube is actually the second most used search engine behind Google, which is the exact same parent company in Alphabet. So the top, so almost everyone who's using the internet to search other than people like me who use uh, Bing, they're all being controlled by Google. And who runs Google? I want to know, but nobody will tell me, right? Like, they don't have a front-facing character like Zuckerberg or Elon Musk or Bezos. I have no idea who's making decisions on YouTube. But this guy or woman is one of the most powerful people in all of the country. Bobby, where can we find your work at, my friend? 
uh, outkick.com. Uh, I'm not on YouTube right now. I could try. I don't think it would last too long, but maybe I'll make a YouTube page as well. Uh, but no, I appreciate you guys having me on and all the support. Bobby Burak of Outkick. Bobby, we'll talk soon. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.